Damaged Goods Podcast. I know. What a funny role reversal. You like that? I like to spice it up. But yeah, Maddie, dude, I got uh, fucking wasted the other night. And uh, it was it was like, I don't know if you remember, in your years of sobriety, you might have forgotten, like those surprise wastes where it wasn't the plan. Oh, yeah. That, that was wasn't the plan? Oh, dude. I used to take leads over to fucking TC's Lounge for a beer or two, and then we'd be doing cocaine at five in the morning. That sounds pretty fun. <laughs> I, I mean, dude, I literally... I went out to get a slice of pizza for my boy. <laughs> That's the plan. And then uh, a beer later and six tall vodkas later. And yeah. now mind you, I had about a, almost a bottle of wine before this pizza. Right, right, right. And then we're watching the NBA finals and I'm just getting wasted. And then my girlfriend called me a couple times. I missed the calls. And yeah. then I get the texts from La Policia. It's her nickname. Yeah. And uh, I just, I, I didn't answer. I was oh, waiting. Yeah. And apparently I told her in a drunken stupor that I was at my friend's house. Yeah. When actually I was with him at a bar <laughs> close to his house. <laughs> I don't remember any of that. And I came home, went to bed. Like, you know, I brushed my teeth, smoked. We went to bed. Middle of the night, woke up to take a piss. And apparently I came out to the living room and slept on the couch <laughs> all morning, all night until my, you know, I walked in. I asked my girl, I was like, what happened? And she's like, you, you were drunk. That's what happened. <laughs> and you went to the living room. Yeah, surprise drunk. You don't That's get those anymore, is. huh? No, 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 no. That no surprise drunk sober voice is my guest. He's an old friend of mine. He's a he's a musical genius of many talents. He's a mix engineer. He's a mastering engineer. Oh, he I produces. Think. He's my man, Matty Harris. What's up, man? How you doing today? Yeah, Matty used to set up microphones for me. Yeah, and I was just saying, it's like a role reversal here, I man. Know, it's like, I know, <laughs> Like, you're setting the mic up for me. It feels very strange. I know. I should be in a swivel chair. Yeah, 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 exactly. You should be rolling blunts in the corner with some hooligans, and I should be putting the mic up. Yeah, I should have showed up like an hour late. Like, you, like you. I was punctual. I was punctual. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, 10 minutes late or whatever on the way. I'm like, damn, it like brought back mad memories of waiting for rappers in the studio. Oh, man. It, like, uh, uh, I always thought it was funny, right? Maddie, Maddie used to run a lot of studios back in Boston, even though we're in Los Angeles right now. But back in Boston, so, you know, Maddie not only recorded and tracked and mixed artists like myself, but a lot of other dudes, but... You know, I always took it real serious in terms of getting to the studio because I'm paying yeah, you. were you. always on time. I'm, also, I'm paying you. Now that I remember. So like when, when other dudes would be late, especially if it was their session, I was like, Are you, do you just not like your money? Yeah. Like you want to be late? No, dudes would be like an hour late to the Blows session. my mind. And like not only is it disrespectful to you, either way though, you're getting paid for the time, but like, yo, you're just, you're not, you don't have a big budget. Interscope's not behind you. Yeah. Why are you just blowing your money? Well, then a lot of dudes would get to the studio and, like, you know, they're 45 minutes later or whatever and be like, dog, you don't understand. Like, that would be crazy stories. And then, like, like, so now it's like, oh, now I don't want to get charged for the time that he was late. And you sob stories. That's one thing. Like, now I'm just mixing and mastering now, so I don't really have clients come through the studio as much anymore. Like, maybe once every two weeks, someone wants to actually come and sit in on a session. And so, and it's, they're only sitting in on a mic. You're not tracking vocals. Yeah, anymore. not tracking vocals. So that's the one thing I definitely do not miss is you know waiting for artists to show up to the studio. Why <laughs> did you? Was it a conscious choice to stop recording vocals and just focus on the mixing and mastering? Yeah, um, I mean it's a it's kind of a long story, but uh, I kind of got I got kind of tired honestly of sitting in the studio and just like recording people and 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 not to mention too I got sober. So ah. sitting in the studio, which it still didn't bother me. I had no problem sitting there while people getting wasted. But like being at a studio at three in the morning with some like you know shit faced rapper yelling in your ear <laughs> sounds like the worst to turn himself ever. up. It's just like not fun when you're sober anymore. You no, know? I can't hear yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like um, you know the, the whole mixing and mastering thing was something I always did in the studio with yeah, the yeah. artists there after they recorded and stuff. But um. The way the whole, like, so I started this online mixing and mastering company, mixandmastermysong.com. Which is pretty cool. And the way that whole thing kind of came into fruition was I saw a lot of the studios around me closing. You know what I mean? Everyone, what, what time period are we talking here? For, for so some this of was youngsters? like, so I moved out to LA eight years ago. So this was like four or five years ago. Okay. You know what I mean? So you're and, noticing LA studios were closing. Yeah, a lot of LA studios were closing. A lot of, you know, studios back in Boston were closing. You know, there's only like two or three left from, you know, back when we were really. Yeah, like I wouldn't running. even know what those yeah, ones are. Right? It's like Cybersound and maybe one other. And so, um, you know, it's so easy. I mean, we're sitting here recording a podcast. You know what yeah. I mean? You have your mic set up and like yeah. you did it and it sounds great. And so like everyone can record at home now. You don't need to go to a studio to do that. But what I was thinking, I was like, okay, so everyone's recording at home. Even the kid in Oahu, 
Ohio, like, Ohio, or like oh, Iowa is actually like, uh, Ohio, like, yeah. You know, Ohio, he's recording Ohio. himself. You know what I mean? But like, you can record yourself, but like, there's still an art, and there's still like years of experience of actually having your song properly mixed and mastered, oh, yeah. right? So my idea was, is like, man, all these people are at home recording themselves, but they they don't have a good song because it's not mixed right. You know, I mean, I wonder if there'd be a market for people sending their song in to get it professionally mixed and mastered and then they send it back and then they can upload it to TuneCore or whatever and get their song, you know, distributed worldwide, whatever. So I started this company. I put a website up. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, I learned how to build a website myself. Well, I paid a guy first and he did a horrible job. So I was like, (laughs) what'd you use for your website? The first guy who did it, I paid him a thousand dollars to build a Wix. That's expensive for a website. A Wix site. And if anyone knows anything about like building your own website, you can get a Wix site for like $10 a month. So the dude like fucked me basically, but it was cool. It was a learning experience. And then, um, I learned how to just start doing it on my own. You know, I just, I'm always kind of been a do it yourself kind of guy. So um, I built the site up, and then uh, you know I started getting a couple of orders. I was like, "Holy shit! Like this might actually work," and uh, and it just kept building. Started getting more clients. Just Where like, were you promoting it first? Just on like your social media platform? Yeah, just on social media. And then what I started doing was making YouTube videos because uh. my idea was like, okay, so everyone's trying to figure out how to mix. Where do you go learn anything now? YouTube, right? So I'm like, there'll be a bunch of kids or, or old men, whoever, looking for videos on how to mix their song, right? And so, you know, um, the YouTube idea was kind of a twofold thing. It was, one, it was a way to give back to the community that had given to me, like, you know, like Pete Boards and like old school engineers from Boston that taught me how to engineer. But that experience is gone because there's no studios, right? So it was one way for me to give back to the community that I love, which is like the audio engineering community. And two, it was a great marketing move for me to have people, you know... um, come and and learn how to mix and then be you know realize maybe they don't want to mix their song and get it mixed by me right so the youtube thing kind of uh, was a twofold idea and so i started getting a lot of work from there and then as you build the site and start learning all this like search engine optimization stuff um you know your google rankings go up to the point where we got like uh we're like number two or three on you know mixing and mastering so you search. say we who's we or me my me i always say we and it's who's really the, just who's me. the puppet master in the shadows i don't know yeah about. yeah exactly the i know, I know. silent partner i know yeah i had one guy working with me and he actually just went and got a, a better job which i'm really happy for him so that, that's i'm st- still using we i guess uh, was with both of us so if you you were doing this like the youtube thing where you you just setting up the camera in your studio yeah just and just filming you talking about me in the studio and I, I i figured out how to like get the audio outputs of my 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 pro tools or actually use studio one now to to go all in to you know youtube and uh, that way you could hear the music I was, uh, as I was working on it, you know? And so when you were like, you just mentioned like, uh, you know, Google optimization and, and all that stuff. I mean, you already had, I'm assuming you already had like clientele and, and, and a good work track list from just, you know, all your mixing you've been doing. But to like get this new biz popping, like how was it, how are you getting it to grow? This is just me personally being yeah, curious. Yeah, 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 Through yeah, YouTube, no, no. how is it growing? No, so... um with the YouTube, uh, as far as YouTube is concerned, so a lot of people say, like, say you're like trying to figure out how to mix your vocal, right? You're at home, you're a 16 year old kid or whoever, you know what I mean? And you're trying to figure out how to mix your vocal. So you go to YouTube, you type in mix my, how to mix a vocal, right? So my video would pop up, right? But how did you get yours to pop up first? Just finessing the algorithms and shit? No, alert, you, science, YouTube's master actually shit. pretty cool, man. And, and honestly, because what I'm doing is really niche. It's not like how to do a keto diet or something. You know what I mean? Like there aren't, there's not really a lot of huge search volume, even though like we both maybe live in the music world and it's like a big deal to us. I see what it's you not mean. a huge search volume for how to mix a vocal, right? So... Um, and then, you know, the cool thing is, it, you know, it resonated. People actually liked my videos or whatever. So You're an approachable guy. You're right, a yeah, cool yeah. guy. You make them feel comfortable. Right, right. So, um, so, you know, it started getting traction, subscribers and stuff. YouTube sees that. And so they start pushing you to the top. You know what I mean? Ah, so, crack um, the code, man. Yeah, crack the code. Yeah. So, uh, so the, a lot of people would come and they'd be start asking questions. And they'd be like, you know what, dude, like... They, they get to the point where I was like so frustrated trying to mix because dude it's like I always tell people like people think nowadays like everyone wants things instant you know what I mean and it's like 
I'm like, dude, listen, like you can go watch a YouTube video on how to change an engine out of your car. But like, are you going to be able to walk out your house, go to your car and pull the engine out and put a new one in after watching a YouTube and video? And fast? Yeah, like you're just not going to be able to do it. I couldn't do it. I, and, and there's so many variables that could go wrong. A tube busts on the engine. And <laughs> now you're like in 10, 10 steps deep. You know what I mean? Like, and you're screwed. Your engine's in the middle of the road, right? So like, that's why I say it's the same thing with mixing. It's like, you know, like it took me years to get good at mixing. You yeah. know what I mean? When I first started engineering, I was a horrible mixer, right? And it just, it, you know, it's, it's mixing a song every single day for freaking 10 years that gets you good. That, there's no quick, short, like, button to hit, you yeah. know? So, like, so that was kind of the thing. A lot of people, would, like, realize how frustrating it is trying to mix their own songs and then just say, you know, I'm just going to have Maddie mix it, the guy I met on YouTube. You That's know? so pretty cool. That's actually, it's, like, cool because it was, like, um, advertising for your own mixed skills at the same time, I don't know, it's like a one-stop shop. It's like you can teach a motherfucker to fish, but if they're too lazy, they'll just let you go, they'll pay you to go fish for them. Right. Yeah, and well. that's a model I always see. Like, you know what I mean? There's a bunch of things where, like, you start trying to figure out how to do something yourself, and then you're like, you know, dude, this is costing me more than it is just to me pay the guy and get it done. You yeah. Know? And sometimes you don't have the extra time to spend. Right. It's more cost-effective for you to pay someone else to do it so you can go use that time and go do things that you're actually good at yourself. Yeah. And I think, too, man, there's this, like, a... I think it's just valuable, even if you're, say, an artist and you're actually pretty good at mixing, I still think it's valuable to have someone else mix it or master Fresh it. Fresh ears. Yeah, man, because, like, you know, I kind of get bummed out uh, the way the world is now where it's like everyone wants to do everything themselves. You know what I mean? And like we all sit in everything, our, dude. We all sit in our houses and our computers trying to run the world, and it's like, it's it's, like dude, you still got to connect with people and, like, you know, try to have us other people listen to your stuff or get their ears on it and, and hear something that maybe you just couldn't hear and might yeah. make your song a hit, you know? I so it's I think that's a real important point is that because everything, like you said, because everything can almost be DIY, because you can almost learn anything at home, people think that they can do it all, but in, like not only are people not good at everything, we're good at a lot of things maybe, yeah. but not everything, yeah. but yo, like the concept of fresh ears, of fresh eyes, yeah. if you don't have anyone else telling you, you're not gonna you're not gonna pick up on certain shit, like it's good, to, I always thought sometimes even in the, in the studio recording, it'd be good to have somebody else there, so even if I like it, well that's what your job is, the mix engineer, Matty would be like, no Snake, do that one again, or that was a good one, yeah. or even a third person in there, you know, yeah, like no, I, I couldn't picture being the person recording it. The actual artist making the music and the person recording it and mixing it, there's yeah. no outside perspective on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I mean, I, I just think, you know, like we're humans, man, and like I think we're built to collaborate more than we are so trying to just be all human by connection. ourselves doing it. Yes, human community, connection. baby, community. And that's the one thing I miss too. Like I built my studio in my house now. So like my whole garage was converted into a, a mixing studio, which I love going in my sweatpants to go mix. But dude, the one thing I miss is this, that studio atmosphere of people coming by and like yeah. hanging out and like, you know, there's always something going on and just like talking shit to the interns. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, like I do. So I do have interns that come through now, which is cool. So I can still talk shit. You hiring any? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's still cool, but that's the one thing I miss. And it's like just human connection, man. You know, I think that's one thing. I think we're all getting smarter at as, as a world with like the whole social media shit and everything that like, you know, that stuff might not be so healthy. Like I think we're yeah. kind of moving to that world. Hopefully we're getting there. Um, so, you know, I think hopefully just, you know, keeping in mind that human connection is so important. Is, is huge. Dude, it's so important. I mean, like working from home. Because I, I do a lot of my work from home. Obviously, I podcast from home. I, I do writing from, from home. I thankfully I go to a radio station to do my radio show and I like that because kind of like what you were saying I mean there's some kind of strange like mode diff, it's a different work motivation I get at least when I have to go to my job yeah. when I'm going out to do something 100%. because I don't know I think maybe it's a little easier to get complacent at the house Yeah. I mean if anybody like works in the arts you gotta be self-motivated yeah. on some level but when you have to go to a place you might you know it's, maybe you gotta change it out of the sweats maybe you gotta you know whatever and I don't know I just started getting my, a little more kick in the ass so yeah. I, when I go to do the radio show with Dash I'm fucking psyched when I go on tour like not that I'm not psyched to be in my house writing or podcasting but it's different If I yeah, have you, a, you, you know, can stretch the hours out too right yep. so like I mean and I, I, that's why sometimes I wish sometimes I'm like man like I kind Constantly go back and forth of actually building a spot outside of the house to work yeah. out. Of. I've thought about doing that too for this. Yeah, yeah. Or I can do my podcast from the radio station, but I don't want to have my radio show and my podcast have the same vibe because they're 
completely right. different. Right, right. You know, I mean, yeah, but at home, like you can you can procrastinate a little. Yeah, you can jerk off in your bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can <laughs> eat snacks for the fourth time. Yeah. You can't really do that at the yeah. radio. St- I mean, I'm sure there's some people jerking off in the bathrooms of radio stations and fucking <laughs> recording studios and oh, eating sure. too many snacks. But my point is, less room for procrastination. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, hundred percent, man. What's your favorite way to procrastinate? Oh man, you gotta have one at least you like. I'm such a nerd nowadays, man. Like I'll like, I'll pra- I'll just like search to be online. I'll, like my latest, search my what? latest thing is ridiculous. This is, is, is and this is a funny procrastination is searching for the top productivity apps. Oh, you fucking dork, man. <laughs> Maddie, Maddie Harris used to go like doing fucking lines of cocaine off yeah, broken no, CD no, cases no, no, in studios, know. drinking at bars that have already closed the public hours before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How can I be more productive? Yeah, I, no, I, 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 I mean, I love it. I've done a 360, man. It's, my, my no, it's a 180, 360. Maddie. 360, yeah, 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 you'd be doing yeah, this. Yeah, you'd be back out there with me still. <laughs> yeah, definitely can't be doing 360. But no, I mean, I'm just busting your balls. No, it's, it's crazy. crazy. You know? I made some funny shit. You know, you know it's like, good. What the hell am I really searching for? I mean, but it's funny. It's like, there's all these different things we can use to procrastinate. And uh, it's weird. It's like when I'm procrastinating, if I'm able to beat the procrastination, even if it takes an hour yeah. or whatever, but once I finally get past it and get into it, I'm more productive than the times when I go right into the work for some reason. Yeah. The, I don't know. If I think that that's makes an artistic sense. thing too, especially like art stuff, like what we do, man. It's like you got to get into the flow, and, and and I don't beat myself up too much if I'm like fucking off on YouTube, like you know, just watching stupid videos for an Big hour booties, before I start making skateboard videos. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. me. I'm sorry. Yeah, because like I just got to get into the zone, man. It's like I can't just turn on creative, you know, creative it's hard. Maddie, you know. So sometimes if it takes a little, like something to to, uh, to get rolling, I, I do. And I have a couple like different techniques that I can do to do that, like like just listening to music, right? I'll start listening to some mixes of you know other artists, and I'll be like, oh, that's a really cool effect. Like I'd like to try that, and oh, that's cool how they did that. You know what I mean? And that will really get me into like to into the zone. Like, oh man, I want to mix a record now. Yeah, you know you're what motivated. I mean? like, you're yeah, exactly. Up. So like, I think if you could just find a few things like. To help you get into your flow, yeah. whatever that is, it's, it's just key, you know? It's true. It's, it's Everyone has different ones. I remember when I was young, we were skating, you know, sponsored by shops only, but had dreams of trying to go pro or something, which obviously right. never happened, but we were young. And before we even leave the house to go skate and shit, maybe only like 15, 20 minutes of, us, of one of our favorite skate videos. We, we, maybe we weren't even high yet. We were like, you know, sober before we'd even smoke weed that day. We watched like... 15 minutes of our favorite skate video. I'm like, man, we were about to go yeah. film that day. Yeah. We were going to go push ourselves. Yeah. Or even coming to the studio when I used to record it, you know, before we got hopped in the booth, you, you'd be playing a beat. <clears throat> Maybe you were smoking and you're just listening to the beat, envisioning what it's going to be like. And yeah. now you can't wait to get in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 100%. It's funny. Yeah. Like, actually, you know who taught me that home sitting and listening to music was LaKaylee47, this artist I worked with. What kind of art? It sounds like a graffiti writer. No, she's, writer, she, writer. she is dope. So uh, a lot of people know her as the masked rapper and she's on rca she's she's dope i did her whole first mixtape with her and um she would like I, i'm always like about let's get that done let's get working yeah. let's get like super white or whatever you know what i mean and and she would come in and be like listen to like aretha franklin album like the whole album that's like, like an hour you know what i mean i'm like <laughs> but then man it's just like the flow after that is crazy you know what i mean like just like so she taught me you know to chill out and vibe to some music for a little bit and then get working, you know what I mean? And and uh, so I always credit her for that one. My boy um, Rocco, shout outs to Rocco Machetta. He's my executive producer in Damage Goods, but he also he works in um in music. You know, he used to work at labels and production himself, and he yeah. works for this large showroom company in Santa Monica. They install high end turntables and sound systems for like rich people, like yeah. quarter million dollar turntables. Yeah, 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 shit. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's but crazy. the showroom office place is like. The dopest place for musicians, lined with the, to the walls with all vinyl, um, you know, Persian rugs, leather couches. And I went there one day to see him, and he put on this this record. And I didn't know what it was at first. It was a Dean Martin record. He's like, Snake, just sit here in this couch in the middle of this room. This is where the sound's best. Put your phone over here. Just sit. I just want you to sit for one song. It's a four minutes. And so he plays the song. And I, it, was, it turned out to be this Dean Martin song, which I'd never heard before. Uh, it, dude, it was like, like transcendental meditation. Yeah. And I was like so, by the, like it was tough at first maybe to focus or I was like, why is he playing this fucking record? After the song though, I was like in this peaceful zen-like state. He's like, yo, I listen to this song, same song every day before I start my work. So he wow. gave me the record too, an actual super wow, nice coffee. Cool. And uh, 
it's so peaceful and strange and not do anything in the house when I'm doing it. I'll sit on the couch and just listen to it and then get to go. I don't know why, but it's like, it sets me in a yeah, good man. tone. I think it's so hard for us not to multitask now. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like it's it like you listen to music and you listen to music like this. Like, yeah, or like, so yeah, we're not, oh, shit, podcast on while I'm cooking something. Or, yeah. you know, like, I mean, this actually, when I'm doing the podcast, is yeah. probably the time. Well, no, because I'm, I'm filming you on my fucking phone. So <laughs> I guess I'm not. Shut up, Jake. But yeah, I'm never not. And, you know, even yeah. though when I'm doing the radio show, I'm like talking to the guests at the DJ's thing, but I'm taking maybe a phone call or. Few times I'm not multitasking. Yeah. When, when are we not multitasking? It's Surfing. Dick, it's a dick. For me, man. that's it. Surfing's the only time that's good. I'm truly focused. Yeah. I'm nothing else. I can't have my phone out there because I'm yeah. in the ocean. Right. I, I'm like, you, your friend's 10, 20 feet away. You're not talking to nobody. Yeah. And you're focused. So that's my only time, I think. That's a good time. Yeah, I mean, I have a hard time doing that shit. Like, I'm, I mean, I have an addictive fucking brain. So, yeah. like, you give me a freaking lit, light up cell phone, bro. I'm like, I'm a rap. You know? You know? I, mean? I think there's also something about the stimulation from things like lights and electricity and electronics and buildings, even a city, you know, cars whizzing by. I think the more of that around you in the immediate environment, the more susceptible you are to distraction. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. like you go to the woods to hike and you don't have a phone and stuff. Right. Eventually, you become a lot more focused and attuned because there's very few things of stimulation. Yeah. 100%. Right? No, no. You know, that's 100%. why the people, I think people sleep better in, in, in camping in the woods, right? Only light you got is maybe the moon. Yeah. Yeah. Even though you're inside your apartment and your house and your lights are all off, outside there's a fucking metropolis with skyscrapers and fucking planes right, and ghetto right. bird helicopters flying around and someone's Tesla driving yeah. and a Prius dropping Uber drunk people It's all about off. excitement, I think, right? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like that's stimulates. why the phone's great for us because it gives us like new notifications. It's constant it's like, stimulation, yeah, exactly. dude. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like it, it, I, I've, I've had those moments going back to our procrastination talk and Sometimes it's my fault. Sometimes it's your fault. But then sometimes there's certain things making it more my fault. Like I'll be like, because I have this fucking computer right here in my yeah. hand, this smartphone. I am looking up things and I'll try to make it be something that seems productive. Yeah. Not like 100%. booty butts and skateboard yeah, videos. Yeah, yeah. But actually, what would be a good place to produce? You know, even though it's not pertinent to the thing I'm doing right now, though. So right. it's still a form of procrastination. And like I'll find myself overstimulated, reaching for things, turning things you know, on and off. And uh, and I'm just it's got I'm less productive at that moment because I'm stretched thin. Right, right, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, man, it's it's a battle to like with with like all the technology we have nowadays to like just stay stay on point with one thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like we want we're like on ten different things at once. It's it's real hard, man. Do your does your daughter? I know she's young. Does she? Do you see that she's affected by any of that? Oh, dude, she's like a crackhead for the iPad. Like honestly, we don't give it to her at all. Like. <laughs> Like, it's like, so the kids get, my kids get to watch TV for an hour at night after they've, like, That's brushed, good. Their, That's brushed reasonable. their teeth and, like, taken a shower. Then you, you get, push to watch, ups, get to watch a show. pull-ups, yeah. then you can watch it. Yeah, exactly. But, like, um, and so it's cool, man. She balances out. But, like, on trips, she'll get it a bunch on the plane and stuff because it's just like, man, like, you what else do you want to do? Her. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, this, the kids are the kids are hooked on it. But it's like it's like yeah, the kids are hooked on it. But dude, I'm fucking hooked on it. You yeah, know what bro, I mean? I'm like uh, this thing's like a crackhead. Like it is. Pipe, it's, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I got notifications. We sat sat here. I'm like, I wonder what the fuck it is. You know what I mean? Like, like oh. it's it's just like it's crackhead cocaine. What's the last time you can think about that? Where you spent without your. Um I don't know, out your phone. Like, what's... Do you I have anything? I like, wake up and I grab it before I like, get out of bed. So, yo, this new thing I've been doing, I've been doing it for about a year now, and I've noticed it had big benefits. So when I go into my bedroom, I, I I don't keep a TV in my bedroom anymore. For years I did. Growing up in my mother and my apartment, you know, our apartment, that, that's what, you know, I had a little small one with just a VHS player, didn't even have yeah. cable on, but I always, <clears throat> excuse me, always had one. Last couple of years, I stopped having a TV in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be a place of rest. Yeah. But then I'd find myself sometimes, you know, watching shit on my laptop in there, even though the TV's in the living room, you know, or whatever, yeah. playing on my phone. So I stopped doing that. I don't use my computer in the bedroom. And now I don't, when I go in the bedroom, this is what I do with my phone. If I, I like set an alarm before I get in the bed, too, I have to be standing or something, set an alarm, maybe put on some music, plug it in, put it on my bedside table. I don't touch it. Yeah. <clears throat> if I wake up, I just turn the alarm off. I don't look at emails. I don't text. I yeah. don't. Go on social media in the bed, lay in there. So I try Smart. to just make my bed and bedroom be a place I associate with rest and right, calm. Right, right, right. I come out here, yeah, I'm right on that phone in the yeah. bathroom, the living room, kitchen, yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I try to keep the bedroom a place like that. It's been this is my first step towards it. Yeah, yeah. No, I try. I've tried that and I've been unsuccessful at it. Um, I, I try like I try to only check my email four to five times a day. 
which yeah. still might be excessive, but that's, like, I don't for think me, that's it's cool. Res- I think that's reasonable. Yeah, um, and that that definitely helps, man. Just like shutting the email down, like check it in the morning, then get some work done, checking that like noon, check, yeah. get some work done. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, man, it's it's tough to like manage all that. Shit. And there's people who have jobs where they're sitting at a desk for eight hours. So they're, I'm assuming they keep their, their email tab open, like because some of those motherfuckers fire emails like all day, and like they hit people like, talk to me like as if I'm one of those people. And a lot of everything I do, in fact, is not at a desk all day. So like I'm not checking my email more than a couple times a day because I, a I don't want to, but b right. I, I can't. I'm on the grow. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm moving yeah, yeah. around. Your ass sitting there eight hours a day. Of course you're waiting, going back and forth. You got nothing to do but email me about some work questions. Like, right, right. I'm, my boots are on the ground. Yeah, I'm yeah, moving. yeah, yeah. I'm burning calories. You want to see my health chart on my iPhone? Twenty thousand steps a day, bitch. I don't yeah. have time to check your email more than that many times. Yeah, you know when you're running around, actually, and I've noticed that it's like when I'm like out, like on the weekends with the kids or something like that, like. Like, I don't check my phone that much. But, yeah. like, when I'm sitting in the studio and the email is right there in yeah. front of me, I'm, like, dinging that thing all day if I don't, like... Stay. And I turn off my uh, alerts. I just know I've got to check my email this many times a day. Right. Right? But I don't have it. And, like, I know people... And I don't have it on my social media. I have some people who, like, want to converse through, like, IG DMs from work shit. shit. Yeah, I hate that. You have my number. We text. Let's do yeah. that because I don't keep my... I, I will hear a text. Yeah. But I don't keep my fucking IG That's alerts one, on. No. I don't want to do this all day. Then I'd be doing this all day yeah. because I have so many goddamn things hit me on IG. Yeah. No, honestly, I have all my notifications off, which is a, is a good thing. And I will not go there with people. I'm not fucking with no, you on dude. IG or nah, Facebook it's not Messenger or any of that. Like, Facebook Messenger suck my fucking yeah, yeah. dick. I post on the regular just to let people know I don't do Facebook yeah. Messenger. So if you want to contact me, you either have my email, my my number, or right. you've got to find another way. And motherfuckers will still hit me up. And maybe yeah. two months later I see it and I say, sorry, bro, I don't ever hit this thing. You know? No, I mean, and I let it be known just like, Facebook you know. Facebook like, Messenger my ass. You're going to get one message back a day from me if you hit me on there. One a day, you're lucky. <laughs> It's the worst way to communicate, seriously. <laughs> no, Yo, you know what I noticed recently? You know, like the Facebook stories, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like IG story. I don't, I don't use it. I post on Facebook you know, mm-hmm. all my links and shit. I do the IG story thing very hard. Um, yeah. But, you know, like I always see the Facebook stories at the top. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, you know, some of my friends are, are overlap and our fans even overlap on the yeah. social media. There's certain people that like follow me on Facebook. I don't know in real life, but I don't see them on Instagram. More of the hoey girls videos are on the Facebook stories than Instagram stories. (laughs) All these girls on my Facebook feed, not all, but some of them that I don't know personally. I don't know how they follow me on Facebook. They're holy, not holy stories, but you know, wearing scantily clad outfits and just pictures, videoing themselves, talking about something non-sequential. Uh, more of them on fucking Facebook now. I've noticed I, that too. I, I don't know, know man. I don't get on Facebook that much, but whenever I get on there, it's like it's just like asses. Through I don't the whole even think Facebook these chicks timeline. even have Instagram accounts. They no, just I go know. butts on there. I'm like, hey, man, I love either. the butts. Maybe that's. I mean, it could be Facebook's algorithm trying to get us to use their yeah. stories. My, I had someone tell me recently, <laughs> like, like YouTube and Facebook don't work well with like promoting Facebook. Uh, YouTube links on Facebook is not really gonna be too beneficial there's some kind of rift between the two where if you try to use YouTube links on Facebook it something with they, the Facebook they, algorithm you'll just never be on the feed they, they demote the story why what do they have beef for so here's the deal because who owns Facebook I don't know you're smarter than Google okay, so, owns one of them right no 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 so Google owns YouTube and then Facebook's Facebook owned by Instagram Zuck and Zuck. Facebook and Instagram yeah Cuck Instagram suck. right yeah so here's the deal all these platforms and, and actually I just learned this like a, a month ago all these platforms, um, their main goal, and if you think of it like this, you can understand how to like operate on each social media, is their their main goal is to keep you in their ecosystem, right? They don't want you going elsewhere. Exactly. So if you post a Facebook video instead of posting a link to your YouTube video, they'll shoot it up and you'll well, get I a lot of views. Do a Facebook video. Yeah, I no, I know, I know. I, so I do that now because I used to post my Facebook, my YouTube links on my... Well, that's what I was thinking my, about. My, my, my Facebook Your page. Your Master thing. And it just got zero looks. You so know did I mean? you record a whole new one for Facebook? Did you have to redo it? No, just- what I do is because my main goal is to drive traffic to my YouTube. So what I do now, because I honestly just don't really just give a fuck about Facebook. Yeah, it's just it's like for a business, it just doesn't make much sense. You got to nope. pay to get any likes. So what I do, and it, it does get views, is I'll post one or two of the videos I posted the week before or the you know for the month before on Facebook like a week later. So I'll post like two or three videos uploaded to Facebook that are uploaded already on YouTube. Same video. Yeah, same video. 
and just you know let it do its thing on Facebook just to keep some sort of presence on yeah. Facebook. I mean, I noticed like you know, I think it depends what your uh, what you're doing, right? What's your artistic output or for business output? I think certain certain platforms are more beneficial to different things, and also what like just works for you for me. Instagram is the one that works best for me. Yeah. I, I, it yields me the most results. The one, maybe the least is like Twitter because Twitter to be impactful, you have to be on it all day. Yeah. And it's really just, what I, I see is mostly just ranting and complaining. It's all yeah, negativity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, I promote my shit there with my links and I talk a little shit here and there, but it doesn't seem to yield the same results to me that Instagram does. And even Facebook, because I just really post links or like one funny picture. Right. But it people still follow it. Uh, yeah. So it's like, it's strange that Instagram, but then Facebook afterwards are my m most beneficial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's smart too just to stay, like focus on one or two social media things because like you do all of them and you just get stretched thin. So I, yeah. my I, my main focus is YouTube. My second main focus is Instagram, right? Yeah, and the YouTube one, especially for like your business is like yeah, Instagram. That, How that, many that, videos you put out a, like a month? I try to shoot for like eight a month, eight, eight so to nine. Two, 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 two a, a week. week, basically. And are you shooting them the same day? Or just yeah, I've, I've got it down to a science now. So I have, I have the camera and the lights set up in the studio already. So I can hit a button and... I have all the out routing and my computer done, so I can hit a button, and start shooting a video, and it all, it all. And you edit yourself? Or? Yeah, it all flows into this this uh, um, program called ScreenFlow. So the the audio from the stu the um, it's all synced. It, yeah, the <coughs> audio from the computer, the audio from my mic, the video all syncs in. It goes flows right into the ScreenFlow. Yeah, ScreenFlow, and I can just chop up whatever I need to chop up, and, and I send it out. And I just try to huh. one take hold it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, one take hold it. Dude, I did it. Like, uh, I don't have time for that shit. It. So I just, I'm like, oh, yeah. if I do it's six. all your years in the yeah, fucking yeah, studio yeah, with yeah. dudes. I'll do six takes of the intro and then to get it right. And then and then once I get on the computer, like I'm like, now I'm showing. Like, so I break it down two things. I do a an intro. Like, hey, this is what we're going to talk about. And then I do the actual me showing you the plug-in yeah. or whatever the fuck I'm talking about that day. And so I'll, I'll do that all, all like, I can just roll through that stuff. It's That's just it. like, you know. Yeah, man. So one take holding it. Um, <laughs> that's crazy because, like, I don't know. I, I, just to see, like, you know, you've, you fine tuned what you do, what you did best, you know, always a good mix engineer. And you, think you also, Matt was a producer, right? Maybe I don't even know how much production you still do at all anymore. No, I don't. And I'm actually, I miss it, man, because that's honestly what I came out to LA to do. I was like, you know, oh, really? Producing shit. Yeah. And what got you, which got you heavier back into the mixing instead? Um, I just, you know, man, like I was so, you know, like the, the whole Sammy Adams shit was how I got out to LA. When, talk, talk to people for who, people who don't okay, know. Okay, so there's this kid, Sammy Adams, back from Boston. I, I did an album with him and it was like the first you I produced guess, it or mixed it produced mixed it and all the beats? and recorded it yeah 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 and that was what back in boston yeah well sammy and i produced it together sammy had a lot of like rough beats together and then we struck some together replaced some drums did stuff like that um and then um so that was like i don't know it was the first independent record to go number one on itunes or something crazy oh yeah, that like was that, that album yeah yeah, yeah 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 there was okay. mad controversy yeah, yeah. right on then it, they say that he bought a bunch of his yeah own so it was all kinds of crazy stuff but regardless of, of how that went down the labels went crazy yeah, yeah. and they flew us out here I remember and this yeah and so um that got me on i got out here i had like clive davis's son as a lawyer and like all this crazy shit going on and um so they're like yo move out here and and sammy's label gave me like a basically I got some sort of publishing deal to move out here and so that's what got me out here you know what I mean and then I started doing the whole songwriting thing and like worked on this Kelly Clarkson record that I got zero money for and nice. and, and um and uh and then like worked with the, the artist LaCaylee and started doing the songwriting stuff every day so if people don't know how it works out here in LA there's like songwriters right and they get together with with the beat producer or maybe the beat producer writes lyrics too so it's a lot of times like top liner and, and beat guy and so they get together and they write a song and you basically just do that every day out here you know what i mean and um so i was doing that for like two or three years and man the grind was kind of hard and like you know you'd be like oh look you know like they like this one song for rihanna so you'd be like oh word like you know this might work out but then like it falls through and then you know you have some other sh shit popping off and after like two or three years of that for me, I was just like, it was like, man, like this is not the grind for me. Um, and and part of it was like just some serious soul searching to be like, dude, like I'm a good producer, but I don't know if I'm a great producer. 
And like out here, dude, there's like five guys eating. You know what I mean? Like like really eating. Like our boy Lou, like he's yeah, crushing yeah, yeah. it right now, right? Like he's eating. But there's like there's like five dudes that are really eating like that on every on the on the radio. You know what I mean? So it's like I had to come to like some sort of like real like um realization. Self-reflection, yeah. realization yeah. of like, yo, man, like this isn't really making me happy. You know what I mean? Like And was it did it? Did it hurt to kind of? Yeah, dude, it was that? painful to go through that. To be like, to 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 one, be like, yo, man, like I don't know if I'm good enough to be that guy, mm. and 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 to say, and I don't want to be this guy where I'm fucking starving and barely enough to pay my kids because I'm waiting for the one record I get placed a year. You know what I mean? So like that was kind mm. of the realization, and. I didn't really like all the like Hollywood major label shit. It just wasn't me. I'm oh, not you mean that, that fake artificial dick sucking? <laughs> yeah, cool. That's not what's up. Like, I just am not built like that. Some people are really good at that stuff. Yeah, and, like, you mean being fake people? There's yeah. a lot of them really good out here. Those are the rich I don't like to say it like that because like you oh, know you don't I mean? like to keep it real. <laughs> Let me do that. That's my job, Addy. You can be the gentleman. I like to I'll keep it funky, I like to baby. PG, but like, and, and you know, it's like some people are just really good at that, and like, and, and, and it's sincere for them. You know what I mean? But for me, I'm just not like. I'm just like a no, regular, you mean you're a like, good real person, I'm authentic like, soul. I like, I like, I'm like a blue collar worker type yeah. guy. You know what I mean? So, real um, so I, I got back to like working with independent artists, and and that's where my love is. You know what I mean? Like that's I'd rather mm. just work with people that's like on the grind. I guess I don't know. Like, um, and that's what kind of gave me the idea to start the Mix and Master My Site comp- company yeah. was to help you know independent artists you know get their shit out there in a professional way. You know. And I mean, you were always a really good mixing engineer. So it's not like you were neglecting aspects about your skill set or your profession. Yeah. It was almost kind of like reassessing what it, what your strengths were. Yeah. What you knew exactly, you, you did yeah. well. And it's, I don't know. I mean, yeah, like I can imagine that must have been a tough place to be when you wanted to be doing production. You came to a place to do it. And right. you had done some successfully to that point. Yeah, no doubt. Like, and I got then, a couple artists like on labels and, and shit. And you hit but, that, a wall of some yeah. kind where you have to really assess it. Well, it's like, you got to think about it. Like, so one of the records I got placed was with LaKaylee's shit on RCA, right? And so, and I'll keep it real with people. I don't care about money. It's like, dude, you get, you get like, a, a new producer gets like f- maybe four or five stacks in the front end, right? For a beat you know, on a new artist record, right? And then you supposedly get back end, which on a lot of records just never comes. You know what I mean? Like now it's getting better with the Spotify stuff. But like, if you have like an album track on a a new artist, like, dude, you're honestly going to make like maybe 10 grand for that on the year, right? So if you get two or three of those a year, then like you're making 30 grand. I can't live on 30 grand. I got three kids. You know what I mean? It's not guaranteed. Right. And it's not guaranteed. And it's like, and you're hustling every day, you know? And, and uh, so, yeah, man, I was like, so it's like that was the realization. You yourself know? in a way. Exactly. And yeah. I think all It worked out amazingly. Arts, you know what I mean? good people in the arts do that all the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. You no see totally. it all the time. And it's, it's not like you had to learn anything new. You just had to reformulate how you were going to be delivering what you got to the world. Right, you know? right, right. No, 100%. It's a smart way to do it, man. Yeah, man. And I mean, you got to do that with this game. You know what I mean? Yeah. You come up with new, new things and... And just stay inspired, man. I was like depressed sitting there making a fucking song every day with somebody. You know what I mean? And that you don't like or don't. I was just miserable, dude. I was like, this ain't working. There's nothing worse for your artistic soul than that because it just slowly diminishes it more and more. And then you're like shopping out beats and like, sounds great. Yeah, dude. (laughs) I mean, when you like did, when you started working, because I mean, Matt, he has like a rich background working with like a lot of hip hop artists, a lot of what people might call like grimy or raw or underground or thugged out or whatever just tough tough yeah. sounds and then you do the Sammy Adams album and I mean I, I can't say I've heard it but I know that like you know a, a lot of people were saying things like it was it was on the popular side and then like you've gone to work with pop then coming here to work with pop artists like the transition sonically did you catch like flack from people that from like the harder hip hop side of like this dude's fucking doing this kind of production? I think producers things. can be a little more like fluid, fluid like that. But I mean, I know the Sammy Adams shit was controversy in Boston because he called the album Boston's Boy, and so oh, I remember, you I know, remember know, like this now, yeah, yeah, yeah. So dude, Goldfish yeah, weed smoke yeah, memory sometimes. Yeah. So you know, like Slain and shit was like you know who's my one of my best friends. You know, at the time, was really pissed off about that. Like, you know, there was word he was going to come. Like, people, you know, it was all kinds of crazy bullshit. <laughs> but, um, you know, I get that, and and um, and that's Boston too, man. It's 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 really predominantly, at least when I was last there. I've been away for eight years. Um, it's just an underground hip hop city. That's that's what it's slightly known for in rock music, 
And so, uh, you know, like some poppy rapper coming out, yeah. especially this is like, you got to think like when Drake was just popping off. So that whole pop rap scene wasn't even around yet. You know what I mean? It was like, you're either a real rapper yeah. or you're not like mumble rap. None of that shit was happening. So like, you know, like there was still that old school, I call it the old school mentality of hip hop where it was like real rip hip hop and you only rap about real shit. You know what I mean? Which I totally get that. I grew up in that environment. You know what I mean? But I also completely respect and love all the new artists right now too. And, 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 and yeah, a lot of it's not about being lyrical, but it's about having fun and that's cool too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, so, um, that was like, just like, that was like, I think maybe just the crossroads of those two new worlds combining. Um, and honestly, man, I'm a big fan, more fan of, of like dope, dopely done pop music than I am of like a lot of hip hop shit. Is, so there, like, is there like uh, qualities to that kind of music that are more enrich, enriching to a, like someone in your profession? Like mi the mixing side, is it harder to mix pop music? Is it? I think it's for me. It's, it's it more like fun to mix pop because Why? there's a lot more tricks you can do with the vocals and stuff like that. Oh, more uh, like reverb range, delays and like all kinds of little like what they do, I call like noise candy or whatever. Yeah. With hip hop, a lot of the stuff, except nowadays the the new stuff's a lot more effects driven. But like stuff like more underground stuff is just like a fucking dry vocal. With the beat, you know what I mean, and like, yeah, well, that's for you to spread else. your wings, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, for mixing wise, pop music to me is way more fun. Ugh, interesting, yeah. interesting. That's, I always wondered, like, you know, I, I, I like, I'm all about people reinventing themselves, and I mean, I've done it multiple times, my, you know, but I always know sometimes when when you do that, there's people who are fans or supporters of somebody, and when they see the change or the transition. Confuses them, it can upset yeah. them, and you know, might you might lose some. I guess you're, you know, for an engineer and producer, maybe less less likely than if you were the singer, or the rapper. Yeah, or the totally, hundred percent. Yeah, it's you a know. lot more like for artists. That's a bigger fucking deal yeah. for me. No one gives a shit what the hell I'm doing. Do you man. still do like a lot of? Is it more pop that you're mixing these days? Are you still? I do everything, man. I do a lot of hip hop. Still love. I mean, I still love hip hop. What's the I, last hip hop project you worked on? Uh, the last couple of last the last few. couple the last one I really liked was this kid uh, it was with my boy Cam Meekins he just did his he's, all, he's like from Boston too right yeah he's from the from the and is he like Boston part area. of my ignorance dude I'm in my own little snake no, no, world no, so no, I don't no, know no. some things yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, um, people might think that I was like hating it's just I purely don't know because I'm just out in my own little yeah. space but is he like is he kind of like a Sammy Adams-esque rapper I don't have no idea so no no doubt no Cam oh, Cam, like Cam, the, the, Cam the, to me is more the, lyrical uh, more conscious rap, but he also does the party shit too. You know okay. what I mean? So, um, I, I mean, I love Cam. He's, he's like my little brother at this point, but like, uh, I worked on his last album and that was dope. And I just did, uh, man, I do a bunch of singles. I'm trying to think. I did something with, I got to look at my thing to find out who the hell. You was. like mixing the whole album versus just doing like one off some people? You know, albums are kind of dying in a way. Uh, <laughs> so only because and this is all due to social media people need shit to tweet and, and instagram about right so like i can't pull up my thing right now but um so a lot of people are just doing singles now or eps yeah like cam for instance is doing an ep every month right now for the whole year is that is what do you think about quality versus quantity is that oversaturation i don't know I don't know the answer to that. It depends on the artist. You know what I mean? Some people can't keep up with that. Cam can. Um, but like, yeah, I think, you know, there's pros and cons to every every sort of revolution or as we progress as a human race. Good things happen, bad things happen. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? The fact that a fucking kid can sit in his basement and record a song and mix it himself and put it on TuneCore and have his song distributed to the world in a one day is awesome to me. Yeah, it kills a lot of the labels' power. Who I yeah who, levels the playing field. It a levels bunch. the playing field a bit. Yeah, man. And so, if we like, because you and I are both a little bit older than like maybe the newest generation. If someone told us that we could do that when we were yeah. fifteen, we would have been like, "No way, dude! That's yeah. crazy." But like now, you can do that. You yeah. know what I mean? But with that, also comes bad. You can do that. Yeah. Right, so there's it a whole a bunch of, of horrible people. Yeah, there's putting no more checks and balances. Out, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so like I say, there's good and bad about it. And then, and then, like everybody has to fucking be on the social media stuff, at least in their mind, in order to 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 be seen. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. like, so a lot of people are just putting out a bullshit record just so they can tweet about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, 
there's pros and cons to both of it. You know what I mean? I, I think albums are tough if you're a new artist because it takes like a year to make a great album or maybe two years, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so like, what are you going to do? You're going to, you know, tweet your, your album two every two years? Like, what do you got in between yeah, there to talk about, right? So it's tough, man. So like, I, I kind of like understand and, 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 and see the single slash EP way of going as a new artist is, yeah. is more of like the way you should probably do it right now until you got a following and be like, you know what? Now I'm just going to do an album a year. Yeah. You know? I mean, and some artists have that luxury because they've been around for a while or they have a following where they can drop something less frequently, but people are going to gravitate towards it. Whereas new people, like you said, got to stay on the radar. Yeah. Pump shit out. All the time. But that's not to say that you can't just be like, fuck, fuck the norm, which is like something I don't feel new artists do enough. When, oh, which, yeah. You know, like flow too much. Yeah, everyone's like following the leader nowadays. So like, like I, I refer back Lemmings. to like Lakaley when she was first getting popping. She, she you said she's the masked rapper. I obviously was in my Jake Snake little world. Zone. No, 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 missed no, this cool. completely. Yeah, like, can you elaborate no, she, on that? She's dope. So she wears the masks. Like so, what? Like a, like a fucking ski mask? Yeah, exactly. So no one knows who she is. Um, do you have you seen her because you work in the studio did she come masked up to the studio masked up no comment dead serious are you like on a gag order no comment <laughs> um, uh, no so like is so, it your older daughter no yeah it's my older daughter no so like um, but her whole thing was like yo I'm not fucking with any of the social media at all I was like, so how and I was like, are you sure about that? You're crazy. Because I'm like following the leader guy. I'm like, are you sure about that? You're fucking crazy. No one's going to know who the fuck you are. Da, da, da. You know what I mean? And sure enough, like she she like popped off. You how know did mean? she get exposure then? Just, yo, man, her music was that dope. But I mean, what, what channel at all? Was she so using like just Pitchfork like and like Pitchfork oh. and Complex. So like she picked, was going to like the tastemakers. Yeah. But avoiding the other thing to look exclusive. Like this chick, this person don't use these Because like in her case. She was selling the mystery, right? Yeah. No one knows who the fuck this is. She ain't got a Twitter. She ain't got an Instagram. What the fuck is going on? Like, nowadays, for artists to do that is mind-blowing. Like, yeah. yo, I can't find anything about this person. Are you kidding me? Like, I, I like that mystique. I think it's it. awesome. Yeah, it was It was. It, was it worked. Move. I didn't know anything about it, but yeah. I don't know shit, so. Yeah, that's no, cool, no, that's man. cool, yeah. And so she's still under under veil. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. She's still hiding it, no doubt. Interesting. Are they ever going to do the big revealing? <laughs> no? It's like Jay-Z under there. Yeah, yeah I know, right? I know, I always like that. Like, uh, there's a there's a rapper, this Haitian dude from Jersey, uh, Matt Kami. Yeah. I like him. He's kind of underground dude. Just did an album with Muggs. Yeah. And um, he, like, he doesn't, I don't know if he does shows, but he's always masked. And he does, in the videos, he doesn't show himself. Yeah. He doesn't really do interviews, and, like, no one really knows what he looks like or any of that shit. Oh, it's like all these EDM guys. All those dudes wear masks. Well, I mean, yeah, no one cares what they look like. They just no, no, hit buttons and shit. I, know. I mean, I'm just Like, joking. Marshmallow Man could be a 70-year-old man for all we this know. This guy named Marshmallow Man, does he wear the fucking Ghostbusters marshmallows? Yeah. Jesus Come Christ. on, stay good about that guy. I don't. Go to, I, know, I know I party a lot, man, but I don't listen to that kind of music. But, I mean, that's too, that's too easy, dude. Marshmallow Man, and you wear the Marshmallow Man shit. Be a little, I don't know, dig. There's got to be a cooler costume you could wear that's a little more like, just that's just too easy. No, I know, man. I mean, I don't get it. I mean, those dudes, um, damn. It's hot under those goddamn costumes, too. <laughs> Yo, if you're on ecstasy in a fucking dance club playing loud techno music with a thousand bodies sweating around you, how the fuck are you wearing one of them furry you ass heads, big AC. Who's the other group that's really big that does a mask? And those dudes are old. And they were around when we were kids. The gorillas? Nah. Oh, Daft the, Punk? Yeah, the Daft Punk. Those, yeah. Aren't even, those are heavy ass helmets. Yeah, yeah, They yeah. got good neck muscles, yeah. bro. I mean, those guys are in their like, 50s, like oh, rocking you, which, out. You don't know, right? I don't yeah, know. They yeah. wear yeah. fucking Darth Vader masks, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. That's heavy, dog. Yeah. I just think about like even Kiss got to wear all that fucking shit. Yeah. And now they're on tour and they're seventy and they're still like you know they still look great it. though. They got to wear like these <laughs> high heel boot leather strap fucking paint. They yeah. Put all that shit on it. But everything. the cool thing about that is the artist, at least as you get old, Kiss still looks like Kiss. Do you like? I don't. Really, you know you a fan of Kiss? Nah, my brothers, yeah, my old old brothers loved Kiss. Man, but I, I like. I they got like a couple it. songs I like, but I just yeah. Yeah, I feel like Kiss is one of those bands that people really, really like them or they don't. And I don't hate on yeah. them. I can, I can say there's a couple records I like, but not really, dude. Yeah. I know. I, I was like uh, old school stuff, classic rock, like of a big course. Aerosmith fan. And like I like the Stones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but mean, you I, know what's I, funny, I, man? I, I never got into the Beatles. Jake the Snake, fun fact, don't like the Beatles. Dude, well, it's weird, right? But I like, I like John Lennon's solo music. And my, my folks both like were a big influence on my music, and they were more into the Stones and a ton of other bands, not into the Beatles that much. My pops did like solo John Lennon, so I think that's why I took a liking to it, but yeah. not into the Beatles. I think that's, maybe that's like a divide, either a Stones fan or a Beatles yeah. fan. And I, yo, I can recognize their musical impact and their Me legacy. Me too, yeah. 
I just the music never hit me, dude. No, I know. And no one was playing it in the house. Maybe that's yeah, why. Yeah. You know. No, I mean, weird. no one was playing Kiss music in the house. Right. So maybe that's why I like the Moody Blues and Jimi Hendrix and Bob Marley yeah. and Marvin Gaye, because that's what I heard right. instead of fucking Kiss. Right. Right. Well, I don't got anybody in my family who likes Kiss. <laughs> I got a little cousin. He's like, I don't know, 27, 26. He likes like The Dead and yeah. Fish and all those fucking yeah, jam yeah, bands. Yeah, yeah, those yeah, like yeah, four yeah. hour sound checks. I went through like a three month phase. Dude, of that him shit. and one of my uncles like are into that shit and they're trying to get me to go take ass and go watch The Dead at yeah. the fucking Hollywood Bowl. So I'm like, yeah. no, no, bro. I'm not going with you, dude. No, I don't no. want to hear a sound check for four hours. I like those music, but I, I grew up as when I was a kid. I was a drummer, and so I was like a real music, like music nerd, like 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 intricate playing music and stuff. So I was kind of like fish because they were talented music musicians. I don't know. know. I I can't knock it, but I've never really like heard any of this shit. Yeah. The only time I've heard a song of theirs that I know is with the Gin and Juice cover they did. I took acid at one of their shows. That was oh, cool. did you? Yeah. I, that's it. Would be shocking if you didn't. Take acid at the fucking show, man. I did Everyone a lot of drugs at a lot of shows. <laughs> What's the most crazy drugged out concert experience of yours that you recall? Oh, Jesus, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, honestly, it would probably be some like dirt hole show at the Middle East. It oh, like a small. It could have been a show? Jake the Snake show. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Good answer. Because usually I was most wasted at the Middle East. You know what I mean? Good answer. So it could have been anyone. I, I probably don't remember the night, so I couldn't tell you anyway. I mean, under like like when you think of like those jam bands and shit. I mean. It's kind of the whole attractive quality of people going to the shows is people get all tripped out and, and, and camp in their own filth for three days. Yeah, or no, EDM for sure. shows too. Not to say that people don't go sober to those things. Yeah. No, I know. I mean, you know, there's there's a drug side of it. I know a couple of dudes like that are sober that go to all these fish shows. So yeah. I mean, but yeah, I God, get that. They just you have know, really what I mean? bad hearing. It's, yeah, I I'm just kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> it's, 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 part, it's part of the whole vibe. You know what I mean? Like yeah. You know, each music genre seems to have its own kind of like drug. Like, yeah, yeah. If you're yeah. A Jimmy Buffett fan, you're an alcoholic. Yeah, dude, rum. Too. Not just alcohol. You're drinking like margaritas and like, you know what or, which is tequila. If you go like, to Snoop Dogg show, you're a weed, weed head. Dude, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude. You go to some heavy metal shows in certain parts of the country. There's gonna be some methed out dudes. Yeah, 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 yeah. EDM dudes, they're uh, rolling. Molly, you, Molly, you better Molly. be rolling. I don't yeah. know how I can tolerate that repetitive <laughs> beat for four hours, dude. <laughs> if you go to a, I would be really. Proud and surprised. Any fans who go to reggae shows who don't smoke weed. Yeah. Like, do you, there's no reggae fan who hates weed either. Because no, you couldn't no, be you standing there like, oh, oh my God. No, I yeah, just yeah, can't yeah. stand it. No, yeah. You got to at least be okay with it. If Ain't nobody weed. not smoking weed yeah. in that show. Yeah. You know? That's no, true. Like, imagine if you're a weed hating motherfucker and yeah. you're a security guard <laughs> at the venue and it's like the Marley Reggae Fest. Oh, the show you you like. hate your life and you're probably just trying to narc on everybody else. <laughs> catching secondhand highs or you're on like drug tests on work furlough and work release and you just try to stay clean so your fucking PO don't violate you but you're working security at right. the fucking reggae show and now you're catching contacts. <laughs> Maddie, did you ever catch a contact high in the studio with us? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. You guys yeah. were actually one of the bigger smokers. I mean, because yeah. it's usually, especially with greater good. Yeah, there's a lot of like us. seven or eight of you guys in there. A lot of weeds. In a small room, the studio, without every studio, do you have a door open? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Oh, man. I mean, there was this one studio in Boston Austin, um, what was the one above Little Stevie's? The that was Waltz. Waltz. That was, that's still to this date, my, and I've worked at the top studios in LA. I love that That's studio. still to date my favorite studio ever. And a beautiful studio had like these wood, kind of fancy wood paneling things yeah, on the inside. Like, I always like equated it to a cabin, like a yeah, log cabin. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, it gave you that vibe, and and, and it, it um you know it's on the second or third floor of the Second building. floor, yeah. And in each studio, in the control room, there was a big door would open onto like a fire escape, so you could you know ventilate. Yeah, yeah, no, it was awesome. It was great. And It was above this infamous pizza place called Little Stevie's in Boston, <laughs> which at one point in time in my youth, it was like you know a dollar for a slice, dollar twenty five, three dollars you get two in a coke. Yeah, and it was actually good back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a hot spot because it was kind of it was near a lot of record stores, skateboard stores in the. In like a no man's land. It wasn't in a neighborhood, but it's in a place in Boston where you, a lot of people might interact. Berkeley yeah. School of Music was right, right. there. And there's crazy shit. We used to love that place. And then sometime late night, we were there. We were young. And we remember we saw one of the guys that worked there. He was like the kind of husky dude with the slick back hair. Do you remember him? Dude, I know those guys so well. Okay. Like, I, I mean, I used to party with all oh. the guys from Little Stevie. <laughs> so like he's a fucking madman. Oh, yeah, because he was sticking the, he was mopping the floor. And then he stuck the same mop in the oven to clean the pizza oven. Yeah. And that's the day we stopped eating it. Yeah, yeah. Now, dude, I he was fucking crazy. I love those guys because because they would, and, and I think it's under different ownership, so it don't even matter anymore. But um, we could go down there at like three in the morning, right? 
and get, beers. And, and get 12 pack of beers in yeah. a pizza case. You know what I mean? Oh, so man. like those are our boys. We used to party with them. They, they'd come with the studio shit. But man, little fucking Steve used to fucking run after dudes. Like, yeah, I'd run out of the store. I saw him do is take a pizza, you know, like a big old, you know, old school pizza tray and just whacking motherfuckers <laughs> over the head for stealing a slice of some shit. Dude. Like that place was next level crazy. Yeah, because it would be open late. So you had people was pouring out of fucking oh, everyone's, park. Everyone's ham in there. You know what I mean? Fights. I had uh, some of my graffiti writer hooligan friends were up in there one night, and one of them went in the bathroom, to, and, he, and he decided to catch a tag. So he climbs up on the sink, and, and, and to like stand up tall in the bathroom to catch a tag. And he's not a big guy, but yeah. he's not a little guy, dude. Yeah. Sink fucking breaks, water oh, spraying shit. like fire hydrant style. So him and fucking the rest of the dudes just take off, and then dudes chasing him out, oh, screaming. Yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, Water's yeah. flooding the entire <laughs> restaurant. Like, he don't give a fuck. He just want to beat someone's ass, dude. Never, no one's going to be more disrespectful and fuck up shit than some graffiti writers. If you've got a show, if you got an event, an art opening, a nice place. Don't bring your graffiti back, friends. They will get you fucking in trouble. Guaranteed, dude. I didn't even bring them up to the studio. I'd bring up dudes doing crazy illegal shit. I still wouldn't bring graffiti writers up to the studio. Yeah, no, I they would have stole something, yeah. etched bath, tagged something. They were liable to do some shit. Oh, I love it. God, man. What's the craziest? Because, you know, see, Matty would work, worked in studios, and these studios have a lot of money. A lot of equipment. Sometimes the clients coming in have a lot of money, jewelry, things like get crazy in recording studios. And even back in the day, you'd always hear about, especially studios that cater to hip hop artists, get robbed, stuck up, crazy shit going down. And we're in there in the wee hours of the morning. Maddie's there fucking all night sometimes. Christ, depending on who your client was. Yeah. You might be there at six, seven in the morning. You're tired. You're probably not paying attention. The rest of the studios are gone. Like any crazy shit ever happened in these studios? Oh, lately? yeah, dude. Anything I mean, you like... can talk about? I'll tell you, one of the scariest time was, this was over, do you remember Tape Complex? Love Tape Complex. <laughs> Grimiest studio of all yeah. time across from a very grimy bar. Yeah, Love yeah, them. yeah. I was in there with artists not to be named. Yeah, you don't got to say that. But, um, but uh, uh, and it was, damn, and, you know, in retrospect, it was almost my fault. Some dude walks up. I was out smoking a cig out front while, you know, they are writing or whatever. Some dude walks up. He's like, oh, I'm here to see you, homie. You know what I mean? And, and back then, I was like, all right, cool. If you know who's here, obviously you're his boy, right? So the dudes walked in. And then I walk back in, and they're like standing in the hallway. I'm like, "What the fuck's going on?" I walk in. I'm like, "Yo, did those guys come in? Who, who said they knew you or whatever?" And they're like, "No, what are you talking about? We don't know those guys." And I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" Next thing, bam, the door opens up. These dudes run in with guns, right? And so the dude who they're looking for apparently takes me and uses me as a fucking human shield. What? Yeah. You gotta tell me who this is off air. No, no, off air. And, no. And 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 uh and I uh. I kicked dude in the fucking head and ran across to the other side of the studio. You the guy using you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, this ain't happening like this. And I ran across the other side and then like, you know, they're like, fucking hands up, blah, blah, blah. I had a gun in the back of my head. I'm like, yo, here we go. And uh, and luckily they just grabbed dude's money and shit and, and bounced. You know, no one got shot because that was the time where, and one of my interns like a month, no, a year ago earlier, and you might remember this, there were these four kids who got shot yeah, in the studio. Yeah, in Mattapan, yeah one, the one of those kids was, was a really good kid. And I forget his name, but he was one of my interns. So that was in the back of my head like, yo, is this going to happen again, bro? Like in, to me? But luckily those dudes left and... Um, and the, and the funniest shit about it was I had just gotten back from a trip to Miami. And you know how we roll back then. You went yeah. and spent all your money there. You know what I mean? So yeah. like I need, I, I had like five bucks in my pocket, right? So I told the dude who just got robbed in the studio, motherfucker, you still got to pay for the session. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about $60 an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, I'll bouncy those files down when yeah, you give me yeah, a fucking yeah. check. And that was before like Venmo and... Square cash and oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it was only cash. Yeah, like, I never cash. paid a studio other than in cash. Yeah. And sometimes, like, you know, dudes are whipping, you know, doing, you know, five, six hour sessions. Yeah. You bring in a couple hundred bucks and then you maybe you're throwing you or the guy in your position money for a mix too. Right, so you, right. Sometimes dudes are rolling with cash. And some clients, some people I know, I know myself, sometimes you're rolling the studio with way more than that because you yeah. might have come just from doing your other job. Right, exactly. Right? Yeah, and your yeah. other recreational job, you right. might have five grand in your pocket from that. Yeah. No, plus 100%. some other illegal things that are worth money to people. Yeah. And just the fact that the equipment in these places back then, dude, there'd be you know $5,000 keyboards and production equipment laying around. That, that I've, I mean, I heard of other studios in Boston and New York getting robbed, not just for what 
less about what, what the clients had, but what the studio had equipment wise. Right, right. And then you got to find someone to fence that shit at a yeah. discounted rate. But nonetheless, you know, we, we got a mic so stole once from Wall. It's a four thousand dollar mic. Some they knew what time it was with that mic then, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And dude, what happened is the dudes came in to look at the studio. "Quote unquote," uh, and, case oh, the joint. and one dude sat in the control room with me, asking me a million questions, while the other guy was in the in the studio looking around. You know what I mean? Which wasn't uncommon. I mean, I still kind of had my eye on him, but but they got me. You know what I mean? Dude grabbed the mic while he was talking to me in the studio, and they're like, "All right, thanks." Left, and I go to fucking set up the mic for the next session. It's long gone. Damn. So and you never heard from those guys again. Nah, nah. Fucking sons of bitches. The streets of Boston talk, but yeah, 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 I don't yeah, need of course. to. Nowadays, it's all on social media. Criminals, you'll, you'll know who it is about yeah, now or later on our IG feed. Yeah. A bunch of fucking idiots. God, glad I live a straight life now that social media is out there. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I got nothing to hide. No, no, it's good. It feels it's good. good. It's liberating, dude. Yeah. Fuck, man. Um, so I know you live in like uh, an area close to a beach region, man. Yeah. Um, and I know your girl's like kind of surfs, man. What's up with the little one? Is she going to get on the board? Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe my, my girl takes her. I'm not much of a surfer. I, you know, I was born in Florida, but I moved to New England pretty early on. Um, my brother surfed, and I would go out with him once in a while, but I just never got the, the bug to go surfing. Yeah, you know? it, takes, it takes the bite. You, know, yeah. you got to feel the itch, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah. It's not for everybody, man. No, your, no. your place might be I'm a lazy motherfucker, too, man. I'm like, I like to be in the city. With like you know, but you're not lazy, dude. No, I'm not lazy, but I'm lazy as far as doing like physical yeah, activities. Yeah, yeah, I mean you're great. I on like the going to the gym. I like going to the gym where it's all controlled and it's clean, <laughs> and then I leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, oh, I don't want to get sandy and shit. I'm, I'm like, you know, yeah, I don't want to get sandy. I ain't got time for that. I feel you, man. It's a totally different kind of vibe and shit. Do you feel like, well, like I don't know, how, were you physically as active when you were not sober? Oh, no, I was a fat meme. You remember, dude, I was like fucking 50 pounds lot. heavier. Yeah, yeah, you definitely dude, looked like this, this is what I would do. Like, I would take my, because my, my, like you said, we all got paid cash, right? So I used to, uh, if anyone wants to know, I used to be a fucking serious drug addict and alcoholic, and now I'm sober for 10 years. But Congrats. Yeah, yeah. But long story short is like, I would get my paid, which would be like two, three and a bucks for the day, right? Yeah. And then I'd go straight to the fucking bar. Oh, man, that bar right Drop like a C-note there. And then buy like a fucking hundred dollar sack of fucking blow. Yeah. And then just stay up all night. You know what I mean? So like, you know, the next day just be like broke again. It was and like the vicious yeah, cycle. Like, I always eat shitty the next day after being faded because, you know, you're hungover. It's never the, you're not eating like kale salads yeah. for your hangover. And I eat a lot of kale salads, but I'm hungover. Like, uh, I mean, heavy shit, unhealthy yeah. fattening shit. Yeah. So the more fucked up you get, the continuous cycle of unhealthy eating goes. And I like really pride myself on eating healthy, but that first meal yeah. after a party night ain't yeah. gonna be it. Yeah, yeah, Dinner yeah, yeah. might be a beet kale, you know, apple juice and salad, but that first meal is gonna be burger fries and fries. Oh yeah, and dude. And, and a lot of times the next morning I'd fucking spend all my money on drugs the night before. Mm. So I only had five bucks to go to the yeah. Wendy's so salad, going, yeah, like, Wendy's dollar menu. Uh, you know, uh, like, kill there's, yourself. There's a Wendy's right around the corner from this one studio Maddie worked at. A lot of Five piece, ninety nine cent oh, five dude. piece nuggets. I honestly like lived like ate only Wendy's for one year. Once. I drank a lot of. Uh, uh, I can't eat there anymore. Cognac there. and and uh, and then when I wasn't making money or was a broker period, I was be coming to the studio drinking the E and J. Yeah, Snake loves the E and J. So E and J brandy is disgusting and foul, <laughs> but it was cheap. And if like dudes didn't have enough, we're younger. We didn't have enough money for like Hennessy or something. We drink that and we mix it with ginger ale. I call we, think we call it a cream soda. Yeah, a lot of cream sodas getting drunk, but brandy gets you fucked. I uh, never fucking liked Henny. I don't know why. Like uh, I drink it obviously, but I just never really liked we it. We would get wavy off that shit, smoking mad blunts and oh, yeah. cigarette smoke. Not from us, but sometimes but either Maddie cigarette smoke. So yeah. now you're just all like head high, like dehydrated, yeah. like oh no, steak would get the party started. In the studio. <laughs> yeah. It was a miracle dudes didn't get like just pass out more in the oh, studio. No, crazy. I never slept in the studio. No, I have. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean you yeah. got it. Oh yeah. man, good old times, dude. All yeah. right, dude. You wanna go get a burger?